Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live today from Peach Window and Door. Come by and see us. 2940 South, 300 West. We have jazz gear to give away to you. But uh, check out what they can do for you with custom windows and doors. Very, very cool stuff. You can also call them 801-566-1255. Let's get out to the Smart Rain guest line. It's no mystery Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler. Jack, what's going on, Bowler? Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, you know, I, I think Jazz Nation out there, Bowler, as Harpering likes to say, is uh, hurting a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did... Austin just told me it was yesterday sad, sad land. <laughs> sad land, yeah. It was. People yeah, are Elliot. feeling sad. They're in sad land. How do we escape sad land? That's the question. So, Bowler, what advice do you have in that regard? Because let me ask you first, how hard is it for you to watch, uh, for instance, the Clippers-Suns series? Is that, is that a difficult thing for you? And if it is, how do you get past it? Hmm. Well, yes, it is, and I turned down the sound. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you turn down yeah. the sound, and you close your eyes, and you fall asleep. Huh? I just, I, you know, I, I guess, you know, Sadland, you know, starts when you're up 25 after Donovan drops a three to start the third quarter in L.A. at Staples Center, and the lead is 25. But, you know, there was just something uh, that just said, not safe. It's still not good enough. And, you know, I don't know what it is. If you guys felt the same way, we've kind of – I think every team in the league has stories, right, about what could have been or a lead that – well, I'll tell you what, in these playoffs, it's happened multiple times, by the way. And I think what it was is I was at the arena and I was at the, um, you know, watch party. And who was calling the game? Um, was it – no, it wasn't. Was it, uh, was it Kevin Harlan? Who was he working with? Somebody said, "Well, we've seen a lot of big. Well, I have tried Mike Breen. We've seen a lot of big comebacks in these series, you know, in these playoffs." And I thought, "Don't say that." <laughs> and that was my first indication that, "Uh oh, uh, here we go." And yeah, sad. It is sad. I mean, you know, healthy backcourt, and you can always look for like reasons, and that it, it will never know. Jake is my point. We'll never really know because Mike would have been a big plus even at home right uh and and donovan who i give him a lot of credit for bouncing around on a leg and a half uh basically and still been able to produce the way he did but you know look the clippers as much as it is tough to admit uh, a very physical defensive minded team and they attacked the paint they attacked gobert and they also were deadly from from two and from three. Terrence Mann had his 15 minutes of fame from the corner three. Rudy, 
you know, had to make decisions on whether to protect, you know, rim, paint, or the three-point line. And the corner three was deadly against the Jazz. Uh, but, you know, again, it's a tale of two halves. That's the cliche of cliches. But in reality, it held true for this game six. Uh, a 25-point lead was not enough. In fact, uh, they lost by 12. Uh, so a 37-point swing. All you can do now is just move forward and be aggressive in thinking what can you do uh, to continue the journey and take the next step. You get past round one. Now you run into a roadblock in, in uh, round two, almost similarly to what happened to you know what happened to, against Denver in the bubble. But you're up 2-0 and you lose four straight. So yeah, you have to step back and breathe. You can't overreact, but you have to probably with D Wade, uh, you know, as part owner with Ryan. How much influence will he have? And how will we see Ryan Smith react in his first year or off-season, Jake and Gordon, with the Jazz? He wants a title? Sure, everybody does. But it also comes down to the right pieces and also how big is the checkbook and how much over the cap do you want to go? Uh, and those are questions that only ownership um, and those very close to Ryan can answer. Uh, just to throw this take at you, Bowler, and get your reaction, because Gordon and I both kind of agreed on this when we were talking about it yesterday. I was bothered with some of the national conversation surrounding Rudy Gobert. And listen, mm-hmm. they gave up 81 points in the second half, and that is obviously unacceptable. But it was not Rudy's fault. You know, Rudy, uh, you know, those open threes in the corner were given up because Rudy had to stop the Clippers from getting dunks because Rudy's teammates couldn't keep their guy in front of them. And I just I I got frustrated with people going, oh, typical. He's not the defensive player of the year. It's like, yeah, the guy's job was to cover the whole darn floor. And the Clippers figured it out. You know, it just it bugged me that he was getting run out. Sorry, And not to mention the fact that he took that spill. Yeah, and he was hurt. He he, he couldn't move as as well as he typically does. But anyway, yeah, that was a you know it's a long way being seven one from there to the floor. And you know if you look at it and really um, are honest, it it was a wicked fall, and it was right on the uh, the buttock. And you know you could tell it, it took the wind out of him. Plus, obviously, I'm sure he still probably is feeling the after effects of that fall. You know, this is a great conversation because I think we get into a time where we think Rudy, being a three-timer on the defensive end, can cover every inch of the floor, Jake, to your point. And I know that there were, you know, you know, multiple multitude of people who were saying, way to go, three-timer, defensive player of the year, question mark. And I looked at the game and, you know, looked at highlights and the decision he has to make on whether – He's going to open the baseline for a dunk, which, by the way, they did on several occasions, or do you jump out and put a hand in the face of Terrence Mann? And if you if you hesitate uh, wondering or thinking about what decision you make, you're late right on both ends. You're late baseline, and you're late coming out to, to, to defend the three. So I think the answer is, does Rudy, Rudy can't do it by himself, despite the fact that he's a tremendous – and I think those awards indicate just how damn good he is. But also, do, do the Jazz have to reevaluate the fact that how tough are they on the defensive end? Look, I love Royce's efforts, but the bottom line, too, is he's 6'4", and the Clippers are a much larger team. I mean, Batum, signing Batum was a big 
uh, a big get in the off season to, because he's a complimentary player because he has a Kawhi and, and a uh, Paul George surrounding him. He isn't the centerpiece like he was in Charlotte, right? With Michael Jordan and he can go out and kind of play his own style of game. So, you know, Royce busts his tail every night, but he's always taken on the highest of level player in this league. So my question to you, if there is change made, and I'm not talking Royce is going anywhere because I think his defense is, is tremendous, but adding, who do you add? Do you add? Uh, and who do you have to give up to add? Or do you go over luxury tax to just keep most of this core together and tweak the outside parts, but also make a splash uh, either in free agency or do you take the trade route? You know, I think you have to think it through. Uh, I thought the Clippers showed us just how good they are on the defensive end as a unit. I mean, Jake, Gordon, they were tenacious, man. Even in games one and two where the Jazz were able to win at home, but they picked it up even more, you know, uh, on the road. And that's what kind of really surprised me, just how of a high level they played, unlike sometimes what I saw in the regular season. But again, as everybody says, playoff basketball is totally different. I think we, I think the Jazz got a huge taste of what that actually is, uh, and they did it too. Game six without, you know, without Kawhi. I give and game five, I give Kawhi a lot of. I mean, excuse me, Paul George a lot of credit. You know, he's been he's been much maligned over the years that he can't do it. Well. You know, he did it against the Jazz, and now the next the, the next test is Phoenix, and they're already down one. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Getting back to offseason moves, Bowler Mike Conley, uh, to what lengths do you go to, to sign him? Well, it depends on what Mike wants to do, too, Gordo. Uh, you know, I always look at post you know postseason you know discussions at the the, the so called locker cleanout. You know, and I jumped on as many as I could. And I just reading body language, you know, 34, all-star, probably the last contract he will sign, but it's a risky move. And I only say that not judging his talent by any means because I think he played his best basketball. But, Jake, it goes down to health. Uh, what did the Jazz have to spend to get him back? Does he want to come back? But also, are you prepared – to potentially not have him for 30 games uh, because of the what I think is a chronic hamstring issue. I mean, I'm no doctor, but I'm just observing what we've all seen, right? And it's concerning, and it's concerning for any team that's going to you know, write a big, a big payday for Mike. He's coming off, you know, the final two years of his what 64 million dollar contract that the Jazz picked up from Memphis in that in that deal. So. You know, I love Conley. I think he's fit this year and in the bubble last season like a glove after a pretty rough start, making the transition from Memphis and 12 years of the same type of offensive, you know, sets. Pick and pop instead of pick and rolls with different players and running a multiple style offense where he handles the ball on occasion, Donovan on others, and even Joe in other, in other circumstances. So, I think he got it. Quinn has nothing but respect. He's another coach on the floor, great locker room guy, great human. But at the same time, you have to wonder what's best for him, but also what's best for the Jazz and what the cost factor will be. It really does come down to money. I mean, it really does. I mean, I think 
you know, a lot of teams want to keep players. Some teams have to make rough, this tough decisions, and this may be one of those points where the Jazz will have to make some of those decisions, whether to spend or to try another avenue. And again, it's hard to predict because we knew the Miller organizations for such a long time. You could almost kind of sense maybe what Dennis may do and maybe keep everything intact and give it another shot. But I'm not sure I can say that with with Ryan Miller and his family and even Dwayne Wade's uh, part ownership in the ownership group on on what maybe he will – What's the word I want to use? I guess to be a consultant in some ways. I mean, they sat courtside right throughout the playoffs. I would have given anything just to hear part of those conversations because D. Wade's been there, won a title, and um, he may have some ideas that will help Ryan make those decisions. So we'll wait and see. Bowler, I'm asking you this question very much on purpose because you have been very vocal about your opinion of uh, load management. But if the Jazz were to bring back Mike Conley, you know, him not being 100% for the playoffs was obviously a very big deal this year. Would you consider a load management situation if he came back where maybe he only plays 50 or 60 regular season games to ensure that he's healthy? You know, Jake, that's a great question, man. And, I, I, you know, I guess sometimes I live in the world of, you know, just go play. And I'm probably a victim of the Stockton and Malone era. Uh, in fact, probably that era in general and hanging around Jerry, the, the late, great Jerry Sloan too much in, in the days when I covered the Jazz before I joined the franchise in the booth. Um, you know, there, there has to be some truth this year. Because if you look at the two seasons that really ran together, uh, and you know what? We're already going in, into July, right? And the Olympics look like they're going to go. And Donovan you know, chose not to participate, and Chris Paul has opted not to participate, uh, you know, and others. I'm just saying they've played a lot of hoop, right, uh, over the last 18 months. And it's it's hard to say with another short off season how the bodies are going to re- respond to another camp uh, in early or late September and early October. And this is also a concern for the two teams and even the four teams that will play in the East and the West to decide the you know who's going to play in the finals. I mean, I think the last day is what July twenty second. I mean, that's a lot of hoop, man. In the last uh, in the last eighteen months, so. You know, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm also beginning to understand these circumstances during this COVID transition of trying to get back to norm. But I think the Jazz will have to evaluate what they're willing, what they think. You know, they've got the analytics, right, Jake and Gordon? I mean, look, this is an analytic team. This is an analytical league more and more and more. And so they know minutes. They know what Mike's capable of doing and the, and, and you know, his age, what he's able to do on a given night. But you know what? Even with load management, Jake, there's there's no guarantee any player uh, on a good night when allegedly healthy and strong and rested, he could do, you know, he could get become in harm's way. And nobody thought Rudy was going to cart Will to the floor the other night, but he did. So there's always those things that happen. Paul George sticks out a leg and puts – you know, load um, weight on on the ankle of Gordon, excuse me, Gordon, of of Donovan. And so, you know, I don't know. You can't predict injury anywhere, football, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be. It just happens because you leave your feet 
or someone tumbles and you're standing in the wrong place at the wrong time or you stretch just a little bit too much, and before you know it, you have a hamstring, an ankle, a knee, a shoulder that, that comes out of nowhere. So I don't know. Uh, I wish I had a straight-up answer for you, Jake. I mean, for older players, it may make sense. I'll go that far. You know, for the younger guys, I, I'm not a fan. And I think the and the reason is it's I want the fans who pay high dollar to see those players on the floor. And there's been so many times where even the visiting team has left three of their star players at home for that exact reason. So I think there's got to be some middle ground on how this is handled. And it's I still think it's an issue issue for the league. Okay, Bowler, one last question from me, and it's a yes-no. Okay. okay. Will, the, will the Jazz, at some level, be it management, be it player, personnel, whatever, will there be a big move this offseason? You know what? My gut says yes. And I say that out of experience of just watching franchises throughout my career, the Jazz maybe sometimes have been a little bit more timid or let's just say cautious is a better word. Um, they have some really good pieces. But I think we also saw, and I'm sure Dennis saw the same thing and Ryan and everybody in management who says, okay, the core, not bad. There's some, and look at the awards that came. You know, another defensive player of the year. Quinn finishes third in coaching of the year, which I still thought could have, should have been at a higher level than that. Uh, six man of the year award. Dennis Lindsay finishes second in exec of the year. I mean, there's a lot of things good going on with the Jazz, but I think, again, when you don't achieve the ultimate goal, and I know there was a lot of hype a year ago that didn't happen. Now, this year, the Jazz were kind of, what was it called? Uh, they were left out of the conversation, and then they forced their way back in. And I, you know, I still think there are some who have the doubt, and you still have to win to prove that. I mean, that's the bottom line. I had a good talk with Doris Burke on on our podcast, and and uh, this question came up by the way about the Jazz uh, aggressive free agency and the network's responsibilities of promoting new young stars like a Donovan, right? Like a Booker, like a, um, a Ja Morant or a Trey Young. And, you know, sometimes we get – and she, she even admitted, I think, if I go back and listen, right, that it's easy to continue to hang on to, to the greats of, of LeBron. It's an easy – like a Tiger Woods. When I was at CBS, it was, you know, the ratings went sky high with Tiger. Ratings go sky high with a healthy LeBron. But you know what? Is it is it time to focus on Donovan? Is it time to focus on Booker? Is it time to focus on Jamal Murray when he comes back from the ACL? Or, you know, and what Trey Young has been able to do this year in Ja with Memphis. That's a young team on the up and on the up and up. But it's all great questions. I mean, but I, I still think the Jazz will always say we're always looking to get better. And so that's where I, I hang my hat on that comment of yes. I think the Jazz will always pursue greatness and will always try uh, to be a champion. And I think even more so now with a new young owner, and he's made some bold decisions, you know, uh, with the Jazz so, so far uh, in his early tenure as, as the owner. And I don't see him, you know, stopping 
uh, from everything he's told us in the media that, you know, his goal is to put a title, uh, make this title town. And to do so, you do have to be aggressive and you may have to make some tough decisions along the way. Bowler, as always, thank you very much for jumping on. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, man. Lift sad, lift the sad city and let's be happy. <laughs> we'll do our best, Bowler. Thank you. All right, guys. See you soon. See, See you soon. You're the best. Sad city. Uh, we are live at Peach Window and Door, 2940 South, 300 West. Find out what they can do for you. Compl- uh, turnkey Window and Door Company from sales to installation. Their goal is to make sure you are absolutely satisfied. They can do custom work. In fact, they love to do custom work. Find out uh, about their infamous customer service. You'll always talk to somebody. Uh, they also offer 0% interest financing available. So if you've been putting it off, now is the time. Find out what they can do for you. Peach Window and Door, 2940 South, 300 West, beautiful showroom. Uh, they have a great website, over 255-star reviews on Google, peachbuildingproducts.com. You can also call them to get the ball rolling, 801-566-1255. They'll come check out your project for free, 801-566-1255, Peach Windows and Door. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. No need to ask, he's a smooth operator. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone 1 remind you about Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080 at uh, Davis Vision. So, Jake, I have a question for you. Oh, boy. All right. And this is a question for all you all out there, wherever you are, driving home from work or whatever you're doing. What are you going to do tonight? Why do I ask? Because, you know, life is short, man. Do something good. Do something you really enjoy, if you can. Or do something with your family. Or do something. Do something. Are you going to go home and go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, considering... Why are, you, you, why are you lecturing people? I'm not, lecture, I'm not lecturing them. I'm encouraging them to have a good time. What about uh, the poor guy that's or gal that's been working all day and just wants to go home and collapse into the easy chair? It sounds to me like you're guilting them. No, I'm not guilting them. If that's, if that's what you would consider to be a great time, then have at it. I'm not. There's no judgment here. I'm just encouraging people to do what they want to do. What about is the- that lecturing? Oh, totally lecturing. That's encouraging. What about the people who don't have the luxury to do what they want to do? <laughs> Uh, you got me there. Yeah, what are they getting off one where uh, one job going into the next? Be ready to work the night shift. Uh, let me, okay, may I rephrase? Do what you can. Do what you can. What an inspiring message! <laughs> well, you whittled me down to nothing. Uh, Gordon, as long as we're off topic here for a second, how uh, how's your marriage? Oh, it's fantastic. 
Would you call it satisfying or dissatisfying? Oh, satisfying. Are you kidding me? Combative? No. Okay. All right. Why? I'm going to read right from this article here. Okay. Uh, if you're stuck in a dissatisfying marriage, alarming new research from Israel suggests you should get a marriage, uh, get marriage therapy or risk being put in an early grave. Whoa. Exploring extensive health data going back more than 30 years, a team from Tel Aviv University tracked the deaths and causes of death of more than 10,000 Israeli men. Being unhappy with your marriage or even perceiving your marriage as bad made the men as likely to die from cerebrovascular conditions such as stroke or blocked arteries at the same rate as smoking and a lack of physical activity. Those men who felt their marriage was unhappy were 69.2% more likely to die from a stroke than those who were happy with their marriage, authors found. Well, I mean, there are other contributing factors to that. When kind of considering thing. all cases of premature death among men, the rate of death was 19% higher in men who said their marriage was unsatisfactory. Okay, but there are other things that kill people, too. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, okay, that's very interesting. Having an unhappy marriage is, uh, is likely to end your life short, uh, shortly as smoking. So, what are you encouraging people to do? Yeah, smoke cigarettes, obviously. <laughs> what the hell? You're going to be unhappy anyway. Yeah, why don't you jump on into it? It's, uh, you know, unhappiness is going to shorten your life anyway. Jump in and maybe cigarettes will make you happy. Oh, man. I've never thought I was going to live a long life, uh, but I'm extremely happy in my marriage, so I can't blame. Because you look a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just saying that? The way I brag about my wife uh, on the air, and I have nothing but good things to say about her, I'm really afraid that if something happens to me that uh, our listeners might line up to uh, to try and swoop in there. You think so, do you? Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, live happy lives. You were just kind of you were just kind of ready to jump in there, and be like, "Oh, that could be because of all sorts of reasons." Is there something you want to tell us about? Like, <laughs> is, uh, you're hiding from these statistics a little no, bit? No, not that. But uh, like I said, I never expected to live a really long life. Some people do. My mom's ninety, ninety five, so she's she's beating the odds there a little bit. But uh, I never expected that. And it's not like I'm out living a riotous life, you know. Riotous. What do you mean by that? I'm not out tearing up the town, you know, living hard. You know, I'm fairly tame. But uh, all I was trying to get at, Jake, and it fits nicely with what you just said there, is live a happy life. What if you're not at the moment? Well, do what you can to to change that. I'm not suggesting that you, you you dump your wife or anything like that. Well, why not if you're unhappy? You're shortening your life. Yeah, but there are complications involved with that. People have kids and they have, I mean, I don't judge anybody in that regard, but life does get a little complicated. But that was my point. Whatever your station is, try to make the best of it tonight. Complications. Nothing Cordell and Cordell can't get through. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Oh, Jake. You're a bad man. Or your uh, law firm sponsored here. Have you ever wanted to divorce uh, Naz? Wow. What? Have you ever <laughs> wanted to divorce Lisa? Uh, she probably wanted to divorce me. No, no, no. But... What about you? 
Oh, I mean, I'll never forget something that Gail Miller told me. She said when I was interviewing her for a big long feature, huh? she said, she said, uh, she said, yeah, there were times when I wanted to divorce Larry and Larry wanted to divorce me. Fortunately, we never wanted it at the same time. <laughs> so, I mean, I always, whenever I, I, I have the opportunity to talk to married people, I always, I always say, look, you're going to have disagreements at times. It just happens. I think I t- said that earlier in the show, but uh, it just happens sometimes, right? So you just you just do the best you can to, just, to, to communicate and to work your way through it. Well, you should add to that. Just know that with all those arguments, you're shortening your life. <laughs> so, so what are you saying? What do you mean? What's what am your I point? Saying? What am I? What's my point? Your point. What are you encouraging our listeners to I'm do? I'm not encouraging anything. Why would anybody follow my advice? Follow my advice. I'm just saying that people in unhappy marriages die sooner by like an alarming rate. Did you not hear the statistics? Well, that was in Israel. What about here? How many of those deaths were murders? Just curious. I I don't know. It sounds like there were a lot of strokes. <laughs> yeah, but that happens for all kinds of reasons. Like you know. bad marriages. Yeah, but that's not the only reason. I mean, now that everyone who ever had any kind of health issue, you're pointing the fickle finger at them saying, hey, you must not have been happily married. Looks convincing to me. Oh, jeez, I'm sure. Come on, knock it off. Well, it's just like pointing at somebody who dies, uh, you know, from emphysema. And uh, like, were they a smoker? Yes. Well, there could have been all sorts of other reasons why they died. No, that's the They're most, saying that's bad the marriages most, is that's the most ridiculous smoking. thing I've ever heard. It's the stats. There are, no, me. No, that's one reason, but there are myriad other reasons that people have health problems that have nothing to do with happy marriages. I mean, think about yeah, like think about the health all, problems all, that think, have nothing no, to do with think smoking. Think about all the husbands out there who died early in life, and what you're you're pointing the finger at uh, Adam like uh, you must not have been had a happy marriage. Right. Oh, what about uh, the, the 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 smoker that passes away from a a, a plumbing accident, <laughs> <laughs> and yet the people say, "See, smoking kills." Oh, you are ridiculous on this one, Jake. Yeah, I mean, you've taken some fairly preposterous positions through the years on this show. This might take the cake. What the stats say that people in unhappy marriages are dying at an alarming rate. But it doesn't mean that if you die early, it's because you're in an unhappy marriage. That's my point. Sheesh. You're really worried about this. No, I'm just, I'm just you're trying. Really concerned. No, I'm trying to save right. everybody out there who dies you're early. Gonna, you're going to be with us for a while, Gordon. Uh, I don't know, not at this rate. All right, <laughs> Does stay it say tuned. Anything about working with with uh, unruly coworkers. I'm good for your health, pal. More <laughs> next. Ninety-seven five at twelve eighty. The zone. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait. Who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Executive producer of The Big Show, Austin Horton, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to find your name yet. We add people to it all the time. Austin, who's making the list today? All y'all that are driving cars out there and shouldn't be. You're on the list. And by that, if you're going, oh, well, that's not me. I'm a good driver. Not so fast, my friend. Out of the top 70 cities 
in this here United States, Salt Lake City ranked eighth when it came to having the worst drivers. According to Quote Wizard's study, it measured cities in four categories, including accidents, DUI, speeding tickets, and citations. Data was gathered from insurance quotes in 2020. Salt Lake ranked high or low, depending on the the semantics you want to side with there, in most of the categories. Accidents, fifth overall. DUIs, tenth. Citations, nineteenth. Speeding tickets, twenty-fifth. Utah's capital city only trailed Omaha, Riverside, and Bakersville who stacked the top three worst driving cities. So, Salt Lake City drivers, you're the worst, at least uh, fifth worst, according to accidents from last year. Hmm. Okay, well, that's not good. So, bottom line is, move out the way, let me get where I'm going. But, but Bad drivers, wow, man. Really? Do we really rank that, that poorly? They didn't put speeding in there. I guess that would fall into some. No, speeding tickets. Twenty right? fifth, uh, we ranked in, in speeding tickets. But uh, overall, when you combine them all together, eighth with the in the out of seventy cities studied. You know that's rather frightening. Because we all drive. Yeah, we're you, all exposed. You consider yourself yeah. a good driver, Gordon? I try to be. You wouldn't be in uh, by the judgment of this poll, though. Yes, I would. You speed. Let's ask the uh, deputy you. in Mantaway. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, that's probably why the state ranks so high, so low or whatever. Because that guy's giving a ticket to everybody in the state. Let's ask our friend Adrian Leiser of one of the two oh, separate yeah. times you buzzed him. You ran him off the road. You did. You did. Uh, he, that was not me. As he dives into the shoulder to live. <laughs> it was you. It was someone else who he had a knew. car like mine. You had like a, did he see my face? Yes. He did? That's what no, he, he didn't. And you had, at the time, you had a car where there's like five on the whole planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Certainly a, not two no, buzzing around downtown. No, there was another one. It wasn't a Chevy Tahoe exactly here. I don't and at, at the, by the way, and at the very same time that you would be leaving every day. There was another one in my well, neighborhood. The, the, yeah, we're 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 up to several coincidences now. Well, I mean, it's still circumstantial. Is it? It's yeah. not an eyewitness. Yo, he didn't see my face. Did he get my license plate? He knew it was you. He didn't know it. He, he works with you. <laughs> he knows you. I try to be a very careful driver. If that's right? not a credible eyewitness, I really don't know what one is. It is a little fishy, isn't it? It is a little bit fishy, yeah. But you well, deny, not to deny, mention, deny. parking stall lines are merely yeah, suggestions. Yeah. That's not even you, true. You, you know, that, that was incriminating audio. Speaking of, a, Jake, is that source more or less or same credible <laughs> Credible as uh, AP Lizer? I'd say about the same. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that person's lying. <laughs> See, you are, you are the Roger Clemens of the driving world. Just deny, deny, <laughs> deny, no, deny. No, everybody else is misremembering. Even, <laughs> even when confronted with... Eyewitness this testimony. Is, no, oh, no, no. Is, I have been falsely accused. I have a nice car. It's, <laughs> not, a, not of the multiple parking spaces or of the running Adrian off the road. Look, I did not do that. I, I have never taken mother. <laughs> I have never taken up more than one space on, on purpose. Uh-huh. Now, now, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Let alone four. No, no, this I'm telling you, I did not do on that. On purpose. But even if Seven I had years later, it, we get no, that caveat. No, wait a minute. If if I did it on that occasion, it's because the whole parking lot was wide open. 
was wide wow, open. Wow, you are changing your I, story. I, okay, I, Lance no, listen, Armstrong. I, I do not. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting how this I is do happening. Not, I do not. Wait, Man, you know what I was going to say. I, I, I just, I'm just denying. I am denying because it's. I, I feel like uh, I've been I've been put up against the wall again. Uh, you know, with something that is that I didn't do. I mean, blame me for the things I do, but not the things I don't do. I do enough things wrong. Blame me for that. Don't blame me for things I didn't do. You just pulled the Pete Rose right here. Or years. No, I did not do that. I did not bet on baseball. I did not bet on baseball. <laughs> ah, I didn't bet on my own team. <laughs> Maybe that you know. I uh... I just didn't. I, I, I've on a, In a crowded parking lot, I've never taken up. Uh, more than one space, although I am right outside there. I, I, am, I am on the line. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Cindy, wow. is, Cindy is jumping on with us now from Peach Window uh, and Door. I apologize, and Cindy, Cindy. I didn't mean to take look, up more than one space. Look at that. <laughs> at least you're not in the handicapped space. That is, oh, that is Congratulations, <laughs> Gordon. We're proud of you. We are darn proud. I, I would never do that. Again. I would, I would never do as far as you know. well what do you think would you believe that gordon would take up four parking spaces in his car just to make sure no parking stall lines are merely suggestions it's a gorgeous car i i wouldn't want anyone parking by it I, i do i will go out of my way to park away from people but i won't that that was it's pronounced porsche that was a bit of an anomaly out there today because there was a car parked there that was a little tight on this side, and I couldn't excuses, get out of my car. Cindy, so excuses. I had to park a little farther. I don't think somebody could get in that next space over there, though. Quite so. intentionally. I only have one Porsche. <laughs> the, the more I talk, the more guilty I you get. Too, I mean, he's just digging. He's got a shovel right there. Yeah, he's just, just digging, digging I need a shovel for and all the bull that comes from right, this direction. It's over my here. job just to get out of the way and let him just keep digging. You know? I was going to say, you don't have to say anything. No, he just keeps I just, going. We just stay right here. But, uh, hey, we, uh, we've had so much fun out here uh, today. You've, you've really got a great group. This seems like a really fun place to work. It's, it's no wonder why you take care of customers so well thank you thank you we've enjoyed having you yeah it's been it's been a blast and you know it's gordon was wandering around and and uh there's really not anything you guys can't do you're all about it what what did you say earlier there's some really cool stuff i love those doors over there and oh man it's just really you know jake you can tell a lot about the way people treat you when we show up because we're kind of we're hard to like you know, and we come in here and Cindy rolls out the red carpet. It's really, uh, it's really encouraging. I'm Gordon you know? Monson. See, Gordon's still thinking about the sandwich. <laughs> He's still worried that. about the parking space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we've, we've had a lot of fun and we appreciate you uh, having us out. And it's great to uh, refer our listeners to you because uh, we know they'll be very well taken care of. Well, tell all our jazz fans we want to see them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And hey, if you're out there and you want to make an investment, you know, in your house, if you've got uh, something you want to upgrade, a window door, we talked a lot about the indoor outdoor type space. You guys can do it all. We we want to do it all. We want to take care of you. And zero percent financing. You guys really make it affordable as well. Make it really easy. Yes, and Cindy. I'm assuming that this really does add value to people's homes, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely adds value. Yeah. So think- what, so the money you spend. You're going to get more of it back when you sell it. I'm assuming, oh, right? Oh, or, or if you do sell it, if if you decide down the road you're you're going to you know move 
move somewhere else, I think you'll more than get back your money because the aesthetics are just gorgeous of what you can do with some of the um, the window wall products and uh, a, a gorgeous new front door. That's the first place people see is your, your front door. So you want to really improve your front door if it's looking like it's seen better days. Maybe the dog got to it. Maybe the ki- <laughs> maybe the kids have been in and out of it too many years. So, yeah, we'd lo- we'd love to help you um, add value to your home. All right. So here's the number eight zero one five six six one two five five. If folks call, you guys you can come right out to their house and take a look at the project, right? Love to come out. There's no charge to come out, and we send one of our pros out to analyze your situation and give you a quote on what you'd like to do and. Um, it's a, it's an easy process. We're we're not high pressure. We won't be in your home for three hours. You won't want to <laughs> kick us out. Um, we don't play any pricing games. We don't mark up the price to give you a big discount and offer to put signs in your yards and none of that. We're we're just low pressure. Um, easy to work with man that's got to be music to a lot of people's ears you know they go <laughs> through a lot of that stuff so no bs at all gotta love that 2940 south 300 west is the showroom peachbuildingproducts.com and again that number 801-566-1255 thank you very much Cindy. thank You're you the best thank all right. you, best, of all, best of all cindy won't take up more than one parking place in front of your house no she's very polite when it comes yeah. to parking yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah. <laughs> All right, more big show next. 97.5 and 12 the zone. We've got everything going on, on, on. Every time you go. Wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Big thanks to Peach Window and Door for hosting the show today. They've been great. Cindy and her group, 2940 South, 300 West. Their phone number, 801 566 one, two, five, five. When it comes to windows and doors, if you can dream it, they can do it. Man, I just walked around again and checked out some of the doors on display here. Jake, there are all kinds of cool things you can do. And people are really in the mood to fix up their houses. That's certainly been the case over the last year. You're fixing up yours. I need some changes to ours. Johnny's making, he's making changes and all. Sure. Sure. He says he is. If he isn't, he should. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good time to do it. Uh, did you check out the window doors over there? That they, yes. Yeah, they're replacing whole, like, walls of houses. Yeah, that's with, cool. Pretty gnarly, right? Yeah, yeah because then you're yeah, – I looked at a resort once uh, in uh, – where was that thing? St. Lucia, I think. And they had these hotel rooms that were didn't have the wall out toward the – the great beyond there, you know, the uh, the uh, the jungle and the and and it didn't have a wall. And it was so cool looking at that, that you could look outside and be inside. And that's what those what do they call them? Uh, window doors. Oh, okay. Pretty assuming. <laughs> you can just open them or shut them, whatever you're. Yeah. Uh, either way, you feel like you're part of the outdoors. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And they'll take great care of you from sales to installation. Uh, they'll be along for the ride with you the whole way. Again, that number, 801-566-1255, or drop by the showroom, 2940 South, 300 West. I would encourage that if you if you live in a place. But if, you, if we did that up where we live, Jake, I, I'm wondering, what if the wildlife, you know, what if a, if a cougar meandered into your, your abode? I'd figure that out when it happens. <laughs> 
keep a shotgun next to your uh, bed? Just some mace. I'm not to do it. Oh, does that take care of a cougar? I think it'll be fine. A bear? Hey, Clippers Suns game two is about to get started. <laughs> bear <Gordon>. spray. <laughs> do you uh, do you care? Uh, who? Clippers Suns? Yeah, I'm interested because I thought the first game was really kind of fun to watch. Okay. So, yes. You yeah, did you? Well, I asked if you cared, not if it were fun to watch. I would care. I don't care who wins, but it's it's worth checking out just to to watch some really good basketball. All I'll hockey see. all the time at my TV. You can't. You just can't bear to go back to it, can you, Austin? Yeah, I'm not ready, guys. Not ready to watch Chris Paul have anything good happen to him. Oh yeah, well that's why I'm well, obviously he's not, rooting he's against not, the he's Suns. He's not playing though. Well, that's good thing number one for me. <laughs> okay. May he recover quickly from COVID. Yeah, you can enjoy watching your sons, Gordon. I hope they lose. <laughs> I I'm not rooting for the Suns. No, I'm not. The Clippers. Spent like half the show talking about the Suns today. We did. Well, maybe the other day. Uh, I. I I'm not a big Devin Booker fan. I'm not. A, you love Devin Booker. No, I just think the Jazz should have drafted him. That's all. That's all I said. I don't care about him. He's a terrific player. What did he have the other day? Go off for 40 points? No, we want Trey Lyles. That's what we want. No, they want Donovan Mitchell, who they wouldn't have had. We've been down this road. Yeah, but that came later. That was after the fact. So? It was wrong, then turned out to be right. If loving you was wrong, I don't want to be right. Turned out pretty good, but yet you can't back down off that take. Well, okay. We don't need to rehash it. You love Devin Booker. We got it. And every game that I, I he wins in like the playoffs, you're I gonna, just think he's a good player. You're going to rub all. it in the face of the Jazz. But no, do you like like Devin Booker? I don't like it. Like you like like Justice Winslow? No. Oh. No. Whatever happened to him? He turned uh. out to stink. Was he on the on the Grizzlies? I think he was on the Grizzlies, actually. Hardly played. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.